GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. All right, well, welcome to the next podcast episode. Um, it's great to have everybody along again. And um, today I've got the great pleasure of having Mark Lindley uh, with us again. Mark is the Director of Human Resources at the National Skin Cancer Centres. And we've spoken to Mark before about uh, culture and employ and uh, employing the right people and so on. And um, in response to feedback, we're going to explore a bit further um, with Mark today the, the, the key challenge of managing poor performance. Um, I guess, you know, for me as a kickoff, uh, when you've got good performance, life's easy, right? Um, the, trick is, the trick is managing poor performance. Um, Mark, let, let's open this up. Um, before we sort of deal with, you know, what poor performance is and how you identified and how you react to it and so on, how common is this in, in your experience? What is, you know, what's the, what's the frequency of, of poor performance and what's the range of, of poor performance, would you, would you say? So, so set the scene for us. Sure. Thanks, David. And it's great to be back and great to talk on, on this particular topic. Um, one thing that I've found in my experience, poor performance, regardless of the organization, will, will exist small, medium or, or large. If you've, if you've got a, a, right. a business of five people, there'll always be some, somebody that will be highlighted as, you know, not either pulling their weight or performing. Um, is it more in larger businesses? I think it's just the multiplier, more people, more, more chances uh, for that to happen. Uh, but what I think is key is just getting underneath how do you identify or, or, or what is the identification of, of poor performance um, and yeah. not coming in at it from a perspective that, well, look, uh, today they didn't deliver this or today I saw them on Facebook or today they were 10 minutes back, you know, late from lunch. That's not really poor performance. You know, we're all humans. We all do things that, uh, you know, makes us a little bit late uh, for, for uh, so the occasional meeting or the delivery. That's not what poor performance is. Uh, I think poor performance is really getting underneath what is the person expected to do within their role and what, yep. and, and poor performance is the gap between that expectation and what they're really uh, delivering. I've seen, um, you know, variants from poor performance, uh, that, you know, where people just go from not ever, you know, walking out one afternoon and never turning up, right. uh, walking into meetings un unprepared, yep. uh, not completing tasks um, that, that have been clearly assigned and, and, and either documented or, or spelt out for, for that individual. Uh, and yeah, sometimes it's just down to, to attitude. Uh, I think the challenging element of poor performance for many managers is that they may be delivering on what's required, but they just may have a very poor attitude or approach or behavior in doing it. Yeah, no, no, I, I, that, 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 that makes complete sense. Talk to us a little bit more, if you would, about, about that spectrum. And, and there's a, as, you, as you touched on there, Mark, there is a, a difference between, um, let's say, some sort of on the edge behavioral stuff perhaps versus here's what's expected of you, you know, sales targets, whatever it might be, you're not meeting the targets. And while of course the two can be related, often they're not. Um, 
talk to us a little bit more about that and your 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 perspective on focusing on true performance measures targets not being met expectations not being met etc please sure sure absolutely and look just on that with the with the behavioral side it can that can come from a sort of few uh, few areas uh, mm. unfortunately as we all work together in the one one uh, space or environment or or office we're not mm. really uh, always privileged to understand what happens outside of that office and that off what happens outside of that office mm. that can in most cases heavily drive people's behavior if it's not good outside the office they unfortunately bring bring that to work and it can yep. translate into into the job job that they do right. i think the other aspect on the the behavior side is also for managers sometimes to step back and think well uh, how closely do i work with them how closely do i understand what their role is um, am i as the manager genuinely sit, thinking to myself am i sitting down and being clear on what i want them to achieve yeah. So I think that there is an area, area there with the behaviour side that, that can be addressed. Where it falls down on more the measurement side is uh, are we being, as, as managers, are we being specific on what we want or are we, are we generalising? So yeah. for some people, managers may say, I need you to achieve X as an outcome but they may not go into the detail on how X is going to be achieved. And so therefore yep. that person, be it, you know, sales or, or whatever they're delivering in, in those particular metrics, uh, you know, they're going to skip or miss a few steps mm. that compounds. And then all of a sudden they're not, they're not delivering. Mm. I think key in identifying, have we got a, a, a real poor performer in the business is have we sat down, identified what the role is, said to them, these are the, uh, what needs to be achieved, how it's going to be achieved, mm. how it's going to be measured, and when we're going to sit back down and make sure that they are measured. Yeah. And there, that's, that's a, it's, a, it's a process that people need to go through. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think that's, that's very helpful. There, there are two words that you use there that I'd like to just pick up on and, and, and emphasize from my own experience and perspective and perhaps ask you to, to uh, amplify more. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> One is clarity and the other is specificity. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think that's the guts of this. I, I think that from before the person starts work, during the recruitment process, certainly through the onboarding, then through probation, and indeed ongoing, um, absolute clarity about what the job is, is, is utterly essential. Mm. And, and with that, you know, I, I love that word specificity. You know, e even if it's a case of, um, you know, let's say with a, I don't know, a practice manager, you know, the difference between um, open the clinic in the morning versus the clinic has to be open so that the first patient is in and seen at 8.30 by Dr. X mm. is completely different. Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. One, one thing I do, um, and I, I make sure that I, you know, work with other uh, managers in the business as well as, as the HR team is when we go mm. through that recruitment process, it's really identifying um, the detail in the role or the job that we want that person to do. So yeah. I usually go through a process of saying, first of all, here's an area, and probably that's a, that's a very good example. Tell me how you sort of operate, run, and open a practice in the morning. Right. That's, a, that's a good example. And then they'll go through that. This is in the recruitment. 
Then I'll explain, okay, or we'll explain, this is how we do it. And then the next question is, where do you see the differences or do you Mm. identify any differences or have you got the experience to understand uh, if there are differences, what you need to do to fill fill those gaps? And really it's saying, uh, tell me what you've done. Let me tell you what we do. What's the delta between those two? What's the gap? And how do you feel that you will uh, address that? And the the value comes in how they respond on that that second question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, in terms of uh, for, for, for our listeners here, I think if they can remember those two words of clarity and specificity, Yes, and and think about that sequencing through through recruitment, onboarding, you know, probation, and ongoing. And in terms of very tactical stuff, um, w- one of the things that I've done for many years now in in my roles in in universities, dealing with pretty senior people, obviously mm. who, who report to me, um, <clears throat> that that I will meet with them once they start. I meet with them twice weekly, Monday and Friday, every week, beginning of the week, end of the week. And I'll do that for, and these are senior people, you know, I'll do that for a month um, just so that everybody is completely focused on what the job is and what the priorities are. And my experience is, you know, very quickly, you get a, a clear sense of how quickly these folks are are settling in, yes. uh, understanding the work, and then how quickly you can kind of pull back. Um, do you have any other any thoughts on that, or any other tactical um, reflections on on actually how to set everybody up for success, Mark, in terms of performance? You know, early on, you can't just wait and see what happens, right? Sure, uh, absolutely. Um, look, I, I think that's a great, great approach. And I, I would say based on that uh, approach, David, I, I would say it's, it's re- reinforcement, uh, as we know. The more you go through the process or go through the needs or the requirements, um, the greater chance that the person you're working with will pick that up. Uh, yeah. The less frequent that that happens uh, becomes very difficult to dial back in after three weeks and say, so, so how is it going? Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that I do, and I, I sort of really, you know, counsel or, or, or convey out into, into the teams and then into the managers is when you have somebody start new, um, yes, have those meetings and have those regular meetings. But I think what's, what I find is, uh, in addition is key is get them to start writing down. So mm. we look at induction programs right. where day one, please capture down in a few points what you experience. And then mm. provide another uh, uh, sort of area for them to say, are there further questions? So are there further mm. questions? Question mark. Yeah. So they don't lose that, that moment. Now, they, they may not be addressed then. And then we do that every day in that first induction. So by the time they sit down for that first week, they've started to document what they've experienced. They've started to capture where the challenges are. And they've started to yeah. talk about the key questions they want to feed back. So you do yeah. that couple of days the first week, then week by week, and then by about the fourth or fifth week through that process, whether it's new induction or existing person coming into a new role, it helps Mm. them reinforce. But I think by writing it down, Mm. collating that, they start to think about, okay, 
these are the questions I need to ask. This is the gaps that I've got because it is yep. a degree for a lot of people, human nature. They don't want to seem like they don't know. So they'll say, yes, I do know when they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So setting, setting that tone and, and, and to pick up on our prior conversation, establishing that culture of, of clarity and specificity and then regularity Correct. and reinforcement right and it's not about browbeating or beating people up or or you know any of that it's just about support and consistency and training frankly you know getting getting those rhythms and those routines going so so yes. let's move on and then say well you know things start to wobble or things start to go wrong or or there are clearly there clearly is a performance problem let's say not so much a behavioral problem but more a you know a performance problem um how do you start to address that mark well as i say to many people quickly jump on it right. quickly you know yeah. there's nothing nothing uh, nothing there's no value or nothing to be gained by sitting down with somebody and say i want to want you to cast your mind back three weeks yeah on tuesday morning when this happened yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that person's going to struggle to recollect what that situation was. Um, right. And so much has passed through. And probably through that period of time, maybe there's some good things that have happened. So I think the first thing to do is get onto it quickly. Uh, yeah. If you find that um, there is something that surfaced that, that could influence somebody uh, delivering what's required or performance related to what, what you're asking of them, Take a time out, sit down with them for 10 minutes and just say, what I've noticed this morning or what I noticed as we you know, finish this project or we're working on this project or this action, um, this, this, this is what I observed. I don't know, did you see that too? And usually right. people go, yeah, you know, I, I did. I thought I was doing it the right way and say, right, well, look, let me just go back through it again. Mm. That momentary um, uh, correction um, I think is one of the greatest parts of the process um, yeah. because, uh, you know, they, they, you, you're acting on it straight away. They get it and, and they, they move on. If you yeah. leave it too long, it's going to be too difficult. I yeah. think that's the first thing. Um, sometimes you can't always uh, jump onto it straight away. You know, sometimes it does take a day for whatever or two for whatever circumstances and timings and that. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, you, going back to your words, you need to be specific. Talk about yeah. what happened, when it happened, the outcome as a result of that, that activity, and most importantly, how we're going to resolve it and correct it. What's, what's the solution for this? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And yeah. I, I think if, 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 if I can, again, just reinforce that, that I, I really like that technique there and you know, what, one of the approaches I've always used is not to um, say to somebody, you know, this is this, you know, you did this or you're thinking that or mm. I, what I will often use language is let me share with you how that landed with me. So I focus on my experience of the problem mm. rather than making a judgment or an interpretation of what was in their mind at the time, Correct. you know, or, or, you know, like you're lazy or, you know, 
But actually, what, what I've experienced, and if my experience is that performance is failing in the following areas, that's legitimate. That's my experience. Yes. Um, and, then, and then it opens things up for them to say, whatever, you know, well, yeah. I don't know how to do X or, oh, I hadn't realized I had to reach Y or, yeah. you know, look, I've got this nightmare at home. My mother's dying or, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, it, 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 it by, by, by rooting it in my experience of what's going on, it gives them the opportunity to, 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 to come forward with that. So, so let me then, um, just conscious of our time, let me say, let's you know, imagine we, we've gone through all of this and um, unfortunately it's pretty clear things aren't going to work out. Um, how do you face up to the reality that there may be a parting of the ways and what's your advice on you know, how quickly to do that, how soon to make that decision and, and, and how to how to manage that process so that you don't fall foul of the law. You, you know, you, you, nobody wants to do any harm or damage to anybody. Give us, give us your top tips there, Mark. Sure, sure. If you've, if you've gone through the process um, and you arrive at that point, whereas you say, David, you know, you, you, the business and, and that team member need to part company, you need to be at that point where you've had the facts. So you've had the discussions, you've probably documented those discussions, you've, you've come up with um, ways that that can be addressed, but it's still falling part of what's required uh, f for the business. Yeah. So um, the first thing when you say, when you mentioned about on the legality, make sure that you've got it documented. The meetings we had, the times we had it, the discussions we had, the feedback. And so there is a process because in the event it did go down a legal channel, one of the first things they want to do or one of the first things that will happen at a, usually you'll go to mediation or arbitration first is they'll say, so explain to me the process that led you to this termination of the employee. Right. And you don't want to be verbalizing that. You want to say, fine, well, look, let me just show you. We had this meeting and we discussed this yeah. topic and we required re yeah. these results. So I think yeah. definitely that documentation, get that documentation, set yeah. the meeting, sit down with that employee and explain to them, this is the journey that we've taken. We'd have liked yeah. it to have gone the way that would have increased your you know, contribution and performance to the business. However, as it has not, yeah. unfortunately, we may be at a position where we will have to part company because it's mm. not workable yeah. for either party. Yeah. And you can have yeah. those conversations based on getting the, 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 having the facts, doing it in a respectful way, giving people dignity, explaining that it's, it's, it's about parting of company. It's not working for us as a business and it's not working for you as an individual. Yeah. It, that, that's, that's, I think that's very useful. And, and again, you know, one of the actual phrases that I've often used is, is around fit. That, that this is just not a good fit between two people, two, you know, one person and one organization, you know, and I, I think, I think you would, from what, what you're saying, I think it's a case of you need to go, go early, not precipitously early, not stupidly early, of Correct. course, you, you've got to give people a chance and you've, you've got to work at it, but 
once it's become clear, you've got to do it for everybody's sake. You get mired in misery. You, you upset other people in the team, etc., uh, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Is that a fair, a fair summary, do you think? Absolutely, David. Absolutely. Look, one thing that's a fact, and I, I put it down to my 20 plus years in HR performance and being involved in many of these situations, it never corrects itself by, you know, it never, it just doesn't correct itself with no yeah. attention. It, it will never, yeah. it'll never get better. It'll absolutely get worse. And I think also too, just on that, if I can say, um, yeah. got to be mindful of the impact that it has on others. If as a manager, yes. you're tolerating certain behavior of an individual and nothing yes. seems to be done. Everybody yes. else goes, well, yeah. isn't it obvious that yeah. something should be done? So um, yes. I, I think uh, go quick in the sense of if it's identified, if it's, it's unmistakable that this is the situation, move yeah. quickly. You know, taking, yeah. long, uh, taking longer times and going through longer processes, hoping it'll get better. Uh, it it uh, uh, absolutely won't. It won't go away um, uh, by itself. Uh, and, and that's right. And I think you, you make a really good point that 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 if you let it go on too long, whether you like it or not, it has an impact on other people. Yes. And and that's that's critical. Mark, th- we'll, let's leave it there. Thanks for your time. As, Thank you. As always incredibly helpful, and we'll we'll keep the HR discussions going because they're so important. Thank you. Thank you, David. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to helpsert.com.